Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Yeah, uh, oh, buddy. I didn't record now. I didn't record before. So. We, uh, we've got a hell of an episode for you this week. Um, it is chock, chock full of all sorts of stuff. We're going to get into it hard and heavy with all of these series. Um, hard and heavy. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, dude, I'm, I'm telling yeah, you. There's like, that after dark. Um, it was a good week of hockey, that's for sure. I'll say that much, especially the weekend. Oh, my God, oh, Saturday. Dude. Three teams, uh, three games, sorry, going into overtime. One of them double OT. Like, And to be honest, like I haven't, I haven't been able to sit and watch hockey and just do that nowhere near enough in a long time like it's yeah definitely not enough um but circumstances brought me to a friend's place over the weekend uh, in orleans actually and um so we're watching it we watched so the first game what was the first game in the afternoon oh it was winnipeg Uh, Winnipeg, that's the double ot oh my god and like i had lennon with me too and and uh he had his daughter and we're watching a game like could you imagine it's like only a few seconds. Like, you imagine they scored and they did. Like, man, we erupted and we've got, we have nothing invested in either I, of these it's, teams it's other nuts. than, you know, Winnipeg's Canada, Canada. But yeah, it's, that's the thing. Like, you get invested. Playoff hockey, you, you can feel it. And, and the other thing too is, and Sylvie kind of, you know, called me out on it a couple of times, right? Like, we're, other than our own favorite teams, myself with Montreal and you with Edmonton, yeah. we kind of, we, you know, we have our a small favorite maybe here and there. Um, I do believe that you're somewhat of a Boston fan as well because of your dad. So that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but for the most part, we really don't have anything invested. But <laughs> so I'm sitting there, right, watching the Leafs and the Lightning. And oh, and, and listen, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't want the Toronto Maple Leafs to win. I just don't. I, I, I want to, and, and this is maybe bad on me, but whatever. I, I want to see them <laughs> fail. I want to see them fail. I want to see that whole a lot of people roster. Do. I want to see the whole roster construction. I want to see it fail. Like I, I'm, I'm, I have, I will honestly admit I am all behind the lightning right now. <laughs> it was not, it was just not good on would have been what, uh, Saturday. I think it, it was, was the last game. The Either way, the last game between the yeah. Lightning and the yes. Leafs, yep. like I, I was not pleased, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> in regards to the outcome. But you know, we're going to get into it a little bit, and I will give the Toronto Maple Leafs their due. I'll hold off on that for the time being, um, as we have another series to get into first. But yeah, like there was a couple times where uh, the little lady certainly called me out on, oh gee, I wonder who you're cheering for, guy. So it's. <laughs> It was pretty, it's pretty interesting. And then you kind of catch yourself and you're like, oh, geez, maybe I do have a team that I'm picking for or cheering for in this series. So it's, it's all in good fun. Loving it. Lots of hockey this weekend. It was great to get into it, uh, get into it pretty much all day long on Saturday and Sunday. So, you know what? Like, let's, uh, well, hell, let's, let's just get into it right now, man. Like, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, and I think a good place to start. Well, it's good. I might as well. Like, let's keep going with Toronto and Tampa. So for, um, I guess for full transparency, while I don't necessarily go out of my way to cheer for the Maple Leafs, 
Um, I do still always maintain that if it's a Canadian team versus an American team, I'm pulling for the Canadian team because I want the cup in Canada. I don't care who wins it. I just bring the cup back in Canada and wherever the party's at, I'm going to go. Or probably it's not. Toronto. I'm, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's pretty expensive <laughs> in Toronto. No, but it's just to say that I, I want the cup in Canada. So I will pull for Toronto, but obviously... An interesting question would be like, well, what happens if it's Toronto versus, let's say, Montreal? Um, and in that regard, I, I would actually pull for Toronto because I, <laughs> I knew my, it. Because Boston's my second team. I can't pull for Montreal. Oh. I, I can't. I'm not allowed to. But if it's Calgary versus Montreal, I would pull for Montreal because oh, okay, Edmonton's then. my number one team. Uh, and I can't yes. have Calgary win, right? I see. Oh, Allegiance is so saying Allegiance. Yes, so it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so with Toronto and Tampa right now, the uh, Toronto leads 2 1. Um, I don't want to say that it's necessarily that they've earned it or they haven't earned it. I would say that at this point now, it's, it's, it's probably a game seven in their future and it's going to go either way. Um, and I'm not saying that Samsonov is as good as Vasilevsky. However, Samsonov is proving his weight. He's not winning games for them, but he's, he's opportunistic. He is saving, not losing saves. Exactly. And he's coming up with the big saves when when they need them most. So he's there's been moments where he's been absolutely brilliant. And there's been I wouldn't say there's been a single moment, though, where he's looked completely lost. So he fits. I think he fits this team very well. I think he's very comfortable. And I like to and I like seeing this. This is it's all positive for Toronto. But again, it's Vasilevsky. It's Kucherov. It's Stammer. It's Point. It's Hagel. Although Point may not be playing um in game four uh tonight because uh, of that that injury to his did you see that like the way he went down yeah it, it oh. just didn't look good whatsoever just like his, his reaction re- really looked bad mm-hmm. and that's what kind of got me too is and, and i'll always check for that whenever like something like that goes down is i want to see the reaction of the player that'll yeah th- that's yeah. A kind of a telltale sign yeah. and suffice it to say not good no, not I'm surprised good. he came back. Um, yeah. but I, I'm not surprised that they would hold him back right now. I, I got nothing against the hit at all. Um, mm. I think the circumstances of the way uh, Riley went into the boards with point, it wasn't against the back. It was it was basically they were shoulder to shoulder the whole time. And things just got close. And point in theory, sorry, not in theory, but technically speaking, point actually leaned into Riley first. And then Riley just managed to push him back. And... The timing of it was bad. Probably caught, maybe he caught a skate or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was a hockey play. At the end of the day, that was just a hockey play. And it unfortunately resulted in that. Kucherov then immediately, like, just, like, takes him down. And then O'Reilly turtles a little bit. But O'Reilly's not a fighter. It's not his thing. So it's understandable Mm -hmm. there. But then Kuch turns around right after. And then goes after, I think it was Matthews or someone. Anyways, he... Like Kucherov went after two people, and, and you know why, right? Like the the, re- the reason why is that Toronto was already going on the power play. Yes, and yeah. and you know what, Keith it's called it out. as well. <laughs> Keith called it out uh, that evening in his presser after the game, and said, "Listen, that's a that's a championship team. They've been here before. They know how these games are called, or yeah. you know, have a have a hell of a good idea yeah. compared to some other teams." Yeah. And they knew that it was going to be hard to, for them to call uh, yet another penalty on Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah. So they started wrangling Leafs anywhere they could. Matthews didn't want to have anything to do with Stamkos. Oh, Absolutely no. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> no. 
So <laughs> I don't blame and, him. <laughs> and, and and what's kind of funny about that is you can kind of see both sides. Like you could you could very well see. Oh, I totally understand why Tampa Bay is doing that. Yep. Oh, I can totally understand why Toronto's doing that. Like you can yep. kind of get it from both sides. Just it, it's that war of attrition. I mean, I I have to say. This series has been much more physical than I ever thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I um, thought the same thing. Lo- lots of big hits, lots of physicality. Um, yeah. And that's not just one-sided here, folks. That's not coming just from Tampa Bay. The Leafs no. have really started throwing their weight around as well. Mm-hmm. Um, quite impressive. And you know what? I, I won't say too much more. I'll oh, let good. you finish. Let you finish. But, no, uh, it's all right. But, but it has been a very entertaining series in a physicality standpoint. Um, yeah. From, from I do sides. wonder. I do wonder how much longer um, Tampa can keep up physically playing like this, because they they got to remember that at some point, if they happen to get past Toronto, they got to go in the second round and and then the, the the conference finals and then the playoffs or the um, well the Stanley Cup finals. So they've got to kind of weigh this out a little bit, but mm-hmm. they got to get Toronto. It doesn't matter. Like you take one series at a time, and in fact, you take it one game at a time. So you put all your chips in, in every game that you can, but. I don't know. I I see this. If should Tampa move on, I see this as being the the series that actually ruins them because I see them being way too beat up in the second round to actually be able to move forward. Because at that point in the second round, they'd be playing against either New York or New Jersey. It looks like it'll be New York. Um, and then at that point, just fucking forget it. Like I I don't see I don't see Tampa being able to keep playing the way they're playing as physical as they're playing and. Now you got Point who's already beat up, and they're not going to tell you what it is or how serious it is. He'll miss a game, nope. probably come back in the fifth, in the fifth game. Um, and then other players are probably going to beat up too. By the time you hit the second round, your your old team is feeling it in their bones. Hedman's got an injury too, but he's playing through it as well. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not saying it wouldn't be uh, it would be the first time a team ever did it. But if Tampa was to keep up this physicality and then make it to the second round, I would, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they would end up getting swept. They'd be too tired and too beat up. It'd be really difficult. But again, never count out the champs, right? It's, it is, this is Tampa Bay we're talking about. Well, and that's kind of what I was going to allude to as well, the heart of a champion, right? Like, I mean, these guys, the past three years, two cups and the finals appearance, like there isn't much more that these guys need to learn to be able to get through yeah. a playoff, a playoff series and and the run through the playoffs. Now, what, what I will say is, look, I, I full transparency up the beginning of the show, how I felt about the Leafs. You know, I'm <laughs> kind of cheering against them big time and you know, hope that, that they fail in the whole bit. But listen, I will say this. That right there was an absolute massive, massive win for yeah. the Maple Leafs organization on several fronts. Oh, I mean, Keith, yeah. the Toronto coach, summed it up himself. This is a game in years past that the Leafs would have lost. Okay. True. Flat out. Like that's coming from your own coach. So he remembers, he, he remembers quite clearly how this team has played in those types of games. So that right there, all in of, uh, in of its, itself is a massive, massive win for the Leafs. What I will say as well is they have got an opportunity here with Chernak out, with Hedman less than 100%. You got yep. Point now that's on the mend. Stamkos has, I believe, one assist in the series. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, and we, and we kind of mentioned it before the series started a little bit as well. If there was a time to jump all over the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
the, yeah, this is good point. this is one of those this is one of those cracks in the arm in the armor that we have not seen for the better part of two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Okay, injuries starting to creep up. We still don't know. I, I mean, I've never been a professional uh, athlete, so I can't sit there and tell you how how beat up and how tired are these guys after all of these runs. Now, somebody will probably say, "Yeah, but Mike." They've got all of, all the summer to take. Okay, well, for the Tampa Bay Lightning in particular, those summers have been rather short. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you are battered and bruised through two Stanley Cup runs, fuck, you you, you got to be able to get on the mend here at some point. And <laughs> it, it, is a summer enough time? Is a couple months enough time? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, to, to do to do that. Um, but you know what though, like. It, and you mentioned it as well, uh, in in regards to O'Reilly. I mean, you didn't delve you didn't delve into it a hundred percent, but you got to start really admiring the leadership that he brings. And I and I won't go into too too much in regards to that. I know that you have a little bit more to say on that uh, in regards to O'Reilly a little bit later on in the show. But between O'Reilly, Tavares, you know, some of some of this leadership is starting to rise to the top here. And, yeah. And, 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 and it, the eye test is showing that as well, right? Like, it's not just something that's out in the ether. Like, oh, those Leafs have got some great leadership this year. Like, <laughs> you're, you are literally seeing it in a game, okay? And, yeah. And, and, and no matter how I feel about the Leafs, I mean, Christ, even to, the, even to uh, piggyback on your point about Ilya Samsonov, yeah, the first game maybe wasn't all that great. But you, you have to admit, since game one, he's played rather well. And furthermore... In game three, he outplayed the big cat. Yeah, he he outplayed Vasilevsky. One hundred percent. And 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 that's the thing. It's not like oh, just by a little bit. No, no, no. He no, fully no, no. outplayed Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky definitely didn't look as good in that game. And I'll tell you what, Samsonov is definitely dealing with something as well. He was dealing mm, with, with mm-hmm. some sort of injury towards the end of the year, You're right? And if you yeah. look at it every once in a while, he'll kind he's of got a limp or something. He's, or he's almost like flexing that thigh, yeah. or, or yeah. you know, kind of. It's almost like he takes the blocker and pushes against his thigh a little bit. That's yeah. what it looks like, for, you know, watching on TV. Yeah. But so he he's not a hundred percent, and and I gotta say, when you start adding all that up, the pass that the Leafs have, you got Samson up that it looks to be a little bit on the mend. Like, the the Leafs are getting it done. They're, so far, so far in this so far, series, yeah. the, the, they listen. That I guess the best way I can sum it up, Marty, is the Leafs have most certainly earned the two to one series lead in this series so far, and it's not even close. Like they they deserve to be up in this series the way they have played, and the way some of the Lightning players have not come to the forefront. I'm looking at you, Mr. Stamkos. Yeah. I'm not looking for you to score a hat trick every game. No, like no. One assist in three games. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, I need you. I need to see a little bit more. Um, a little bit with Kucherov too. plays out over the next couple of games here. Again, heart of a champion. I fully expect to see a great, great game out of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, tonight. But do the Leafs have the killer instinct that we have been waiting to see for years. I Will think you get it done. It'll be I interesting think you're, to see here 
we're going to get a little bit of a, a clearer picture here after tonight. I'd say in the next four hours or so, we're going to have a pretty damn clear picture of how this all plays out. I think you're a lot closer in terms of that killer instinct, in terms of like, do mm -hmm. what's that What's that missing piece? What's that extra step? And I know we talked about it before, and, and a lot of people have said it too, but I really feel that O'Reilly has the capability of being that missing piece. And the way he performed in game three kind of solidified that concept to me anyways. Uh, there's a couple of things that he did that, I, that, I, that I really like to see. And I can only imagine what he's like in the dressing room. I, I, in my opinion, I think in the dressing room, um, he's probably leading the charge over there. As much as JT is most likely doing his part too, but I think JT is completely fine with letting O'Reilly kind of maybe take a little bit of the leadership just because he's been there, done that, and JT hasn't, right? Like, O'Reilly has legitimately won that cup with St. Louis and been a big leader in that dressing room before, so he's got the pedigree for it, so why not? But one one last thing I'll mention about this, um, about this Toronto and, and Tampa series that I found was very interesting, and this is another feather for Samsonov's cap, is so Vasilevsky record after a loss in the playoffs was 21 and two, I believe, leading up into the last game with five shutouts, something like a 949 save percentage and a 0.89 goals against average. That was his record coming after a loss in the playoffs. Well, I'm sorry, but Samsonov didn't just beat Tampa. He beat Vasilevsky, just to further your point a little bit more there. He came up. And, and showed up big time. I get it. Tampa, you know, they scored three goals. And, it, you know, that on and of itself doesn't feel great. But three goals isn't that big a deal in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, it's it's what happens once once the game is over. What's the score? It's 4-3. Samsonov beat Vasilevsky and the Tampa Bay Lightnings in that order. So, to me, again, like... You know, he finished the game with uh, 39 or 36 saves, uh, 39 shots against, a 9.23 save percentage on that one, 78 minutes time on ice. Like, the guy was was playing fantastic. And you're right, I saw him wince more than a few times there. There was a couple of plays in front of the net where you can tell he was laboring. I believe it's his left side. Um, so there's something there. So kudos to him. And, and quite frankly, he's earning a big contract in Toronto. If Toronto doesn't re-sign him, that'd be a huge mistake because I think they can they can go someplace with Samsonov as their number one. Well, they need to shore up the position anyway, right? So at the very mm -hmm. least, I, mm -hmm. I, I figure you sign, you know, you sign him for a couple of years. He's a young guy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to end up being your backup. Okay, as long as yeah. you don't sign him like a $10 million contract, which no. I seriously doubt is going to happen. I mean, yeah. you probably... Sign him. I can you know, see a five, three year. Five, yeah, like a three year at like I don't know, maybe five million per fifteen million. Yep. Sounds yep. about right. So, yep. uh, you know, something something to that extent. But I mean, twenty six. Hey, listen, the way he's played, he's he's totally earned at least a couple year contract. Like, yeah, and, no question. And asked. the Leafs, the Leafs faithful definitely appreciate him, and they do like him. He is. Um, I wouldn't say he's like he's revered in Toronto or anything like that, but the likeable all the guy. Toronto fans, likeable. yeah, definitely likable guy. He liked the, the situation coming in Toronto. He was excited. You could see it in his face and his eyes. Like he was happy to be there, and he's shown that the entire season long. And honestly, I think for him in his mind, he was like, I just, I cannot wait to get to the playoffs with this team. I'm going to show them what I've got. And I think that's, this is it. This is him for him. This is his moment. I feel like he's playing through pain. He's putting himself through it all for Toronto. So, you know, good God love him for it. Cause uh, he's earning every bit of whatever comes after this season in terms of contract. 
Okay, the Leafs, you're done. You're done, done. Leafs. We're going to move on to the Bucks. I mean, this one. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, all I was going to say, what I was going to say is Boston leads the series. Three to one. So moving on to the Carolina and Islanders series. Honestly, which, like I'm, I and uh, I, I feel bad because I feel that like I because well this is what I wrote down. I wrote Boston just appears poised to win it all. This has nothing to do with Florida per se, but coming into the series, it's not like Florida wasn't playing well. They were actually playing super hot coming into the playoffs. So they have all the talent in the world to pull this off. Um, say for something as great as Allmark and Swayman and Nets, but. Being stuck with Bobrovsky and Lyon will probably be their demise. But at the end of the day, Florida looked better than what they're currently doing right now. But I don't even think it's that. I think it's just Boston. Even without Krejci and Bergeron, I don't think it makes a friggin' difference, man. Like, this team is so well coached. It, it runs. You can set your watch to everything, to every player. every Everyone's yeah, in the I right know. position all the time. Like, everything is just falling for them. So how do you stop a team that is just flawless? And as a team like Florida, with as much power as they... Because I do think Florida's got more skill on their team. Um, it's just overall, collectively, they're not that that finished, that polished of a team as Boston is. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know how you stop Boston at this point. I mean, let's be truthful here. This isn't surprising whatsoever. I mean, Boston's handled the Panthers pretty relatively pretty much with relative ease here in the first round so far, aside from a 6-3 Panthers win in game, what, two? Two, Um, But, I mean, look, the the Bruins have limited Florida no more than two goals in any other game uh, in the series. Uh, And and the funny part about all this is that they're doing this without Bergeron, who hasn't played at all in the series, and Krejci, who's uh, who's been out for two games, or I think has only played two games. But you know what, though? Like, the depth on that roster, I mean... They're feasting on 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 the cats right now. Hall's got four goals and three assists. Bertuzzi yeah. with two and four. DeBrusque oh, with man. three and two. I mean, they're all enjoying a pretty damn productive opening series. And of course, Allmark's getting. I mean, the numbers aren't as good as they were in in the regular season. <laughs> But that goes to show you how great his numbers were in the regular season. He's sporting a 2.55 goals against average right now to go along with the 9.26 save percentage in the playoffs. Like, terrible. dude, that oh yeah, just terrible. Like, <laughs> fucking trade him. Like, I mean, th- this guy is giving you exactly what you need yeah. for exactly the type of team that he plays for. Like, you know, Boston's going to put up three, four goals almost on a nightly basis. So they just need without that trying. Guy to, and 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 the best part about it is, is he starts chucking the knuckles with Kachuk at the end of the game. He isn't having any of that shit. That was awesome, man. And, that was awesome. And, and and I mean, Boston's sitting there and they're like, "We're not playing around with any of these shenanigans. We know we have a team that can go to the cup." They take him right out, put Swayman in, uh, just to make sure that no funny business, you know, happens yeah. and any yeah. injuries. But you know what, like. I'm not going to take anything away from the Panthers either. They're putting up a valiant effort. I mean, Kachuk is doing Kachuk things. Um, I mean, the goaltending itself, but we kind of knew that going in, though, that the goaltending was a little bit up in the air. And and I certainly do appreciate the fact that they went with Alex Lyon to start the series. He's yep. the guy that got, he's the guy that, I don't care if Bobrovsky's making 10 million on the bench. He didn't get you there. No, Lyon yeah. did. So yeah. give it to him. It didn't. It hasn't worked out. They put in Bobrovsky last night. Um, <sighs> didn't yeah. work out again. But we're talking nope. about the Boston Bruins guys. Like, you know, this is this is a team that just made history in regards to the most wins in the regular season. So, like, no matter really what happens here in the playoffs, aside from them being 
swept or for really that matter beaten with ease uh, i i just i i don't see anything uh you know going off the rails here for the bruins i'm they're doing exactly what we expected them to do um about the only surprise i think to to any of us is uh the amount of players that they have not had playing in their lineup and nothing's changed like no. <laughs> same as usual let's just get business taken care of it, and that just that goes to show you that this is this is the coach's team, right? Like this is the coach's system. This is yeah. They're they're being coached into winning. They're not winning into their into the playoffs. No, this is a co- very very well coached team. And but I do think there's a big there's there's a lot to be said for Bertuzzi. I, I'm extremely surprised with. I didn't think he would make this much of an impact. Um, but man, is he ever pulling? Like he's always had the talent to do what he's currently doing, which I think is four goals, two assists, something along those lines. Um, he's playing very well, and he's mm-hmm. obviously in everybody's face, and and he's doing it all. And that just goes to show you how how good the system is. Like the the system will allow for a Bertuzzi to look like an all star, or like a DeBrest to look like an all star, or <laughs> or reinvigorate the all star that lives within Taylor Hall. Like these are these are players who are leading the Boston charge and by all rights on any other team would barely make an impact at all. But that it it all points to, again, such a well-coached team. So good luck to anybody facing the Boston Bruins because I I just don't see a way around them. Uh, I think if anything, they'll beat themselves. That's the only way that that you can hope. Uh, Injuries or or, or for them beat themselves. And I believe the only reason that uh, Krejci and... um, What's his face there? Bertrand are out. It's just because of an illness, right? Like there was a bug that went around the team for a little bit. At one yeah, point, I think yeah. Allmark had it, or they thought he did, but he was fine, or maybe it was Swayman. But, anyways, so there's no winning, though. <laughs> there's no beating this team. Like you said, it's, it, this guy's out. All right, insert new guy and just keep it going. The same deal. Everybody can score. You're and, all NHL caliber players. Just keep it going. And, like I say, I. You know, earlier I'm, I'm I'm mentioning that I'm not taking anything away from the Panthers, and, and certainly not like they they have had uh, stretches of play where they're they're quite effective. But Bo- I mean, Boston's just being Boston defensively, like they're they're, they're minimizing the, the chances. There's very very few uh, second chances when it comes to uh, opportunities for the Florida Panthers. So yeah, you know what I mean. Without uh, without talking this into the, the, to the dirt here, um, <laughs> you know, Boston is doing exactly what they thought they would do up three to one. And they can put it a, you know, a bow on this series here in the next game. And I, I really fully expect them to do so because just as yeah. you talk about the Tampa Bay lightning and the heart of a champion and the fact that they've got all these experiences in regards to Stanley cup play, move over to the Boston Bruins, and that's the same thing. Do you think they want to mess around with this Florida Panthers team? Like like you said, Marty, come at the top of the, at the top of all this, you know, the Panthers are coming in pretty damn hot here. Yeah. So, I mean, Boston knows the score. Like, get this done. Get this over and done with. Let, let's get some a few extra days rest uh, before this, uh, you know, round two. So I, I fully expect Boston, take care of business, get this over and done with next game. And, and moving on to the second round here. So um, absolutely good luck. Good luck, Florida. <laughs> forget it. Uh, moving on, Carolina and New York. Speaking of forget it. Uh, <laughs> so this series is going exactly the way most of us thought. Right. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. Except for me. <laughs> Carolina is just 
It's not over. Too deep. It's not over, baby. Man, it's uh, shut the fuck up. It's over. My God, Mike. <laughs> Jesus. It's so are you telling me that Calgary's gonna still gonna find a way into these playoffs? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, they're, they're, you're, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. So no, look, I, I mean. You you I'll, know I'll get this you, out of, like sorry let me just okay no go ahead yeah yeah get this out get it out get what no, out. Get, I'll, get what I'll, out no, no listen <laughs> Carolina is making me look real silly at this point okay and yes I'll say silly when I really feel like saying something else uh, I, I will admit my loving with the Islanders certainly played a part of my decision like mm-hmm. I, I, I even went as far as saying that yeah yeah you did but I but but I but listen when it comes to Carolina. You have to give them their just just desserts. That penalty kill, okay? <laughs> like, the one area where the Islanders could potentially build some momentum. Like, they're not the best power play team at all. 30th out of 32 teams in the regular season. But one thing you expect from your power play is for it to give you momentum. <laughs> well, there's nothing <laughs> of that going on. When it comes to the Islanders, that Carolina penalty kill is just crazy. Sitting at 88.9%, they're ranked fourth in the playoffs right now. It like it, it is completely taken any kind of momentum that the Islanders could start to gain off of that yeah. power play. It's taken it right away. Like the Islanders have just had nothing going on. Their Carolina's team speed is proving super difficult for the Islanders to deal with. I mean, yeah. I, Noah Dobson, you, you look like a pylon sometimes, my friend. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying so much. It's you, dude. But my God, there is were a couple of times where there, there are a couple of times where I'm like, holy fuck, man, this does yeah. not look good whatsoever. And you know what? Carolina did what what Carolina does in that uh, uh, that fourth game to take a three one series lead. Like it it, it is just what? something else. They're not even What's... giving the Islanders uh, thirty shots a game. Like they're one of four teams, yeah. along with the Devils, Avalanche, and Rangers, to not give up more than thirty shots a game average. Yeah. So, like, you know, the Isles, the Isles season is like totally on the line here in Game Five. And I love my Islanders, but my hell to God, I, I just don't, I, I just don't see it. I mean. If I don't see how they come back. They're not coming back from this. There's, there's no way. Not, they're not. And it, like, listen, we're, we're, be, we're beating up on them pretty solidly here. It's not like they've been grossly outplayed in turn. If you just look at the sheet, and that's it. Like they've lost two one. They lost four three. They won five to one, but then they lost five two. So they're not. It doesn't appear like there's. No chance in hell. Like, there's no hope. And this series could easily be, you know, tied 2-all as opposed to being 3-1. Um, to a degree, I, I, I'll agree. But that's, that's to me, that's, that's my biggest thing about the Islanders is um, I, I'm afraid that there's only so much their secondary scoring can do. And I think we've seen it. And, like, for this series, we're done. There's no more that the secondary uh, scores can do. As you know, my Beauties and the Beast this week is essentially picking on the Islanders. Um, I don't want to necessarily get too deep into how bad the Islanders are, but I'll just say this. Cal Palmieri is leading this team with four points, two goals, two assists um, in four games. That's not who should be leading this team. 
Uh, who's next uh, right behind him? Maybe the guy you expect to see? No. Ryan Pollock. That's next. A defenseman who has no business being at the top of your on of your team for scoring. So, again, my point is your secondary scoring is the only reason you've, A, won a game, and B, have something to put your hat on in terms of, well, we only lost by one goal in each of those two other games. And, again, this is... This, if you watch those games, it never felt like New York really had a chance. It, it really felt like ta- or like Carolina was just doing their thing. And in fact, it looked like, okay, Carolina is still trying to sort things out a little bit and, and they'll get there. And don't forget, too, they're going with Anti Ranta, who isn't necessarily their best goalie, but he is playing very well and there's no reason not to play him. But he's not necessarily the reason why they're uh, winning this game or these, this series right now. So... For New York, if they have a chance in hell in any of this, there are, I think it's, I think I had listed four or five, or no, one, two, three, four, five players that need to wake the F up. I don't know why I just bleeped that one out. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> but anyways, that's, that. I, I feel bad because we're really picking on them. But like, again, your leading scorer isn't nowhere near leading your team for time on ice, Cal Palmieri is leading with four points, two goals, two assists, like I said, in four games played. He's playing 15 minutes a game. That's pathetic. Your guys that you expect, like your Barzals and your Lee and your um, Horvat, they're all near oh, 20, 20 minutes. So Bar- there's a, that's a big difference. Now, keeping in mind, the guy was injured. Yeah, the guy was injured. But man, oh man, like giveaways all over the ice like if yeah uh, i kind of focused in on him a little bit with with some uh some of the past few islanders games and he's giving up the puck a ton right now like i again i don't know if that has a little bit to do with the injury or not uh obviously i would have to assume so um but on top of that though he's he's been pretty loose with the puck in all honesty like uh, not able to really kind of keep it in the zone. Anyway, it's it's been a bit of a bad uh, series for Barzal to say the least. But I do yeah. think he came, he came back early from the injury, which is definitely uh, um, yeah. you know a, a little bit of why he's been playing so bad. So, uh, but also to be expected. In... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I mean the guy's coming back from injury. I mean the only reason he's yeah. back is because it's a playoff. So we exactly, know how that yeah. all works. But yeah. you know what? It, it again, he kind of said it right off the top there, Marty. I mean. Aside from myself, I think most people knew how this uh, this series was going to go. Uh, I was probably, you know, a little hopeful right from the get-go. But, hey, whatever. We love what we love, <laughs> and that's that's just the way it happens. Moving on to arguably on. Yeah. The, the most interesting series I agree. of the playoffs. Um, I agree. I, I'll get it right out of the way here. Huge, massive goal by Dougie Hamilton. Oh, um, man. Yeah. It, wow. Like, huge because... If I'm being 100% honest, really felt like the Rangers were going to take that game, uh, yeah. go up three nothing. Oh yeah, uh, good, good on the Devils. The you know they they haven't they haven't played horrible in this series. They they've nope. played okay. Um, I think Shosturkin is the one that's really kind of uh, hammering things home here for the Rangers. Uh, I mean the Rangers are productive uh, on the scoreboard, but I'll tell you what, with 126 goals against average and a 950 save percentage uh, for Shosturkin. You know, it's been quite difficult for the Devils, that's for sure. Um, but you know what? Instead of going down three, uh, three to nothing, it's two to one. You're still in this series. 
it's the climb may be a little bit difficult. Um, you know, they're still in New York uh, tonight, so I fully ex- I, I would I would have to fully expect the Rangers to really kind of want to you know, step on their throats a little bit and, and kind of really take a stranglehold of this series. Now, having said that, the one big thing that really caught my eye in that game was their young goaltender, Akira Schmid. Oh, man. Wow. Like Amazing. L- like, you know, Vanacek's your guy all year. Um, You make the switch and you go from him to Schmid. You know, I, if I'm being honest... You know, as as a guy that's kind of pushing for the Rangers a little bit, probably with the Shesterkin uh, thing going on, I, I, you know, you probably licking your chops a little bit when you see Smeed come in. Holy yeah. fuck, man! Talk about a guy who laid the hammer down for uh, for the Devils. He like, looked that was good. A, dude, he that was looked a, good. That was a really really great uh, performance. I'll get into some of the numbers and everything a little bit later on, as he is one of my beauties. There's a little bit of a giveaway for later on in the program. Nice. Um, but man, oh man, like great performance. Uh, you know, huge performance from Hamilton. And you know what? Like you expect that. Like he, he, you're, he's pay, you're paying him good money. Like I, I want this. I want Hamilton to be involved. Uh, in, in, oh, in, Hamilton. In okay, being, I thought you said Schmied. I thought you meant Schmied. Sorry. I'm like, you're changer, not paying right? Schmied like, that much. You yeah. want this oh, guy but to yeah, be a game sure. changer. You went and yes. went out and, you know, free agency and, Targeted this guy, brought him in. He's, you know, your big horse on D. So, I mean, yeah. I, I love seeing it from Hamilton for sure. Would love to see a little bit more from Brat. Uh, I do think that would kind of go a little bit of, you know, a long way in helping things out a little bit offensively for the Devils. But, man, the one thing I can say about this whole series, forgetting about all sorts of stats and everything, this is up and down the ice, man. Like, that, it, it's just... It's Back quick and for oh my god yeah they're this is good hockey but it like it's it's not like i understand it from a new jersey's uh, a new, uh, devils fan it, maybe you wouldn't classify this as good hockey but um it's funny because we were watching so again over the weekend we were watching the washington or well the winnipeg and uh, vegas series and then it switched over to toronto and tampa but then we did manage to because i i did they not play on saturday uh, yes actually yes yep so because because i remember looking at them and going man it feels like there's way more jumped to the to both of these teams like they're going yeah. up and down up and down up and down the ice like they're playing north pk suban even said it too like they were playing so much north south that suban at one point even mentioned he's like they need to do a little bit of east west just to break it up for because that's how new york really kind of controls the play they go they can they have three lines that can go north south with any team so much speed on that on that team it's just insane and new jersey does too but they're just their footing isn't there right now i don't know if it's lack of experience probably because they haven't been to the show yet um and maybe they're a little worried too uh being down at that point it was two games to none and having been blown out five games to one both games like they weren't feeling great about themselves and obviously wanting to do something for the fans so this particular game just looked like man this is this is different hockey like i don't know if it's that maybe toronto and tampa because tampa likes to control the play 
so maybe that they appeared slower there and i don't know what's going on in winnipeg versus vegas maybe they just don't have any confidence in their game winnipeg just dis- disappears everyone so we'll talk about that in a second but for this particular um series new jersey and new york at least you know because we go we we went into this thinking like this is gonna be a hell of a series to watch it still is it's just it's too bad that new jersey's best players really aren't doing anything they're they're not showing up they're not able to go toe-to-toe with new york's best players like you've got zabanajad panarin um uh, tarasenko kane fox but when you flip the uh, flip the script and you're looking over at new jersey well you've got uh hughes you got uh uh well not the brink at uh yes for brad dougie hamilton even nico hersher uh, and Andre Platt too, like who's I always I've always liked him. I liked him in Tampa Bay. He's kind of a secret weapon in my opinion. But they've got guys that can actually still keep up to a degree. You're just not seeing any of it. But maybe this particular oh, and Timo Myers too. They went out and got him. Uh, maybe this new goalie uh, switch. And that's why I've always loved Lindy Ruff. He's never been afraid to do these kinds of things. He's always been a coach who's been like, listen, I need mm-hmm. to do something. And he'll go out and he'll do it. And he's calculated. And there's there's a reason why they went out and they got this kid and they brought him in and they, they plunked him in. But anyways, it's it's still an entertaining series to watch. I still like it, even though New Jersey's getting blown out. Although I kind of like that. I'm not a big fan of the New Jersey Devils. Sorry, guys. Um, but it's still at the end. I love hockey and it's fun hockey to watch. I just wish New Jersey's stars would do something. I'm sure they feel the same. Well, I mean, well, I mean. You know, I think at the end of the day, what this series really does come down to is you've got a more uh, experienced, laden crew in New York. Uh, you got all those youngsters in New Jersey. You know, they're all learning how to win. Um, we, we kind of even mentioned it before the playoffs even started that this could be uh, the way this series goes. N- nothing so much against New Jersey. You just have to learn. Um, what it takes. And I mean, these yeah. guys are in the, the, the big, you know, the big dance for the first time here in quite some time, um, you know, with a lot of their players uh, enjoying their first taste of playoff uh, experience. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where yeah, I think it was a, it was a great jump for that that organization, the Devils organization this year with the way they played in the regular season. I mean, if they were to go out in the first round, yeah, yeah there would be disappointment. But I mean, I don't think you can sit there and say that it was a lost season. I mean, they take they no. took a major step forward. Yep, uh, they're absolutely. going to continue to do that next year. I mean, there's nothing bad about a tough how, first round loss to is a very very oh, good yeah. learning moment. Um, yeah. you can take that to the bank any day of the week. Ask a lot of these. <laughs> That's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you can ask a lot of teams that have won the cups. Um, I, and you know, ask them about se- like seasons prior to that. Uh, and a lot of them will say that, you know, we, when that day that we got ousted in the first round or that hard series that we fought for and we lost, that was our biggest, that was the, that was the thing that taught us the most. That was our biggest lesson right there. So, um, there's nothing, there's nothing to, to, you know, hold your head down about, hold your head high, New Jersey, very, very good season. And again, even if you get ousted in the first round against New York, who's honestly, you know, stacked the friggin' deck big time uh, at the midseason. So uh, don't feel bad. You've got, there's several future Hall of Famers on that team right now. So don't, uh, don't feel too, too bad. Moving right along though. Oh yeah, no. I was just going to say, all I've got to say is go West young man. 
And that is exactly mm. what we're going to do there you go. with the Colorado Avalanche, the oh, reigning this. Stanley Cup champions, and the darlings of the Stanley Cup this playoffs this year. I love this series. The Seattle Kraken. Um, this has been fun. No, no real surprise. As a matter of fact, from my point of view, I will say this. I'm surprised that Colorado is only leading two to one. Um, and what I mean by that is I... If I'm not mistaken, I did uh, call for the Avalanche. I think to win it yes. in in four. four. I th- um, yes. so you know, good on the Kraken. Like that, certainly showing exactly what they were all about in the regular season in their win in this series. Um, you know, depth depth scoring up and down the lineup, getting good enough goaltending to win the game. Uh, we've talked about their goaltending at length this year. Not exactly the best, but figuring a way to get it done. Um, but I will say the big boys for Colorado are starting to warm up, man. That's um, the problem, eh? And, and, and well, <laughs> well, well, lots of things for, like for the first few games. I mean, even, you know, McKinnon still hadn't scored until game three. Um, you know, Ranton had a three point night the other night as well. Um, Makar, of course, with a goal and an assist at the last game, too. So your big boys are starting to feel it a little bit. And the one thing that worries me a little bit from the Seattle point of view is one Vince Dunn. Uh, It it hasn't been the greatest start to the playoffs or the series for Dunn. He's minus three in the first three games. He's been held scoreless, totally off the scoreboard. Uh, And and look, the Avs have done a great job of nullifying uh, him from the offense. So you can kind of see there was a bit of a game plan there. And, and I can understand. Hey, listen, Dunn had an incredible season this year. 11th yeah. in defenseman scoring, 14 goals, 50 assists for 64 points. In our league, he actually is up to 78 points with two goals or two points for a goal. Um, so he had a great, great year. Very, very productive. But when you take away that that option from the Kraken, you're really starting to, um, I, I mean, the guy, the guy was moving the puck from the back end all year long for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not that there's, isn't others that can do it, but just can't do it like Dunn can. So by kind of limiting his impact a little bit, they certainly have uh, taken care of one aspect of how the Seattle Kraken can kind of come at you. Um, yeah. l- listen, at two to one, the series is not over. Um, I, I, I f- again, I feel like with the Avalanche big boys starting to warm up here, I think we could see what I kind of thought would play out, and probably Colorado taking the next couple of games here. But Marty, there's a reason why we play the games, right? Like I can sit here and kind of go off of whatever my eyes are telling me, but you know what? The Kraken have done it all year long. Uh, there's no reason they can't win this game uh, in game four. Um, yep. You know, it, it's going to be a tough test uh, with, with the, the reigning cup champs, but, uh, you know, they, they have shown well so far. I don't know if I want to go much further than that. Um, we'll see how it plays out here over the next couple of games, but I, I just get the feeling here, like the avalanche, pardon the pun, is starting to roll downhill here and, and I wonder if maybe we haven't seen the last couple of games out of the Kraken here. I think I think at the end of the day, what's going to happen is you're going to see the like you said, the Avalanche stars are starting to ramp up. They're finding their footing. Um, they're 
the last game, it's six to four. Like they could have lost that game. Um, you know, it's not like Georgiev is necessarily winning them games either. Uh, he lost the first game, let three goals in there. And then in the second game, uh, he let in, yeah, he let in two goals. Um, no, sorry, let in, yeah, he let in two. What am I? Oh, this is Seattle's team. Oh, never mind. I thought I was looking at Colorado. Anyways, he's, you know, and he let in four in the last one. Like, he's not necessarily winning the game. So maybe he's still, still trying to find his footing too. But I think this just is too much talent on the Avalanche team that are starting to click it and, and really at the right time for them. Um, losing the first game was probably a shock to them. They probably assumed they would, it would be a little bit easier on them. But then they kind of woke up and they haven't lost. And I don't think they're going to look back. So, um, it might not be a, it does obviously it won't be a sweep. I don't know that Seattle's going to win a second game, but I don't think it matters. Even if they do, this is Colorado's uh, series to lose. And everybody knows that. Um, but you know, still good on Seattle. They to come out and win the first game. That's a statement. Uh, and I really like to see, I like seeing that. Like, I do think it would have felt differently had it been the third game that they won. I think winning the first game puts that kind of stamp on like, no, no, we're we're a team that you do have to contend with and every year we'll get better. So if you don't take us seriously, we Kinda will take advantage of this moment. A bit too, eh? Absolutely. Uh, and it like, you know, for better, for worse for Seattle, maybe that, that's not part of the plan. You don't want necessarily wake the beast. However, that's the right game to win. Um, you win the third game in the series. A lot of people just sort of push outside and say, nah, it's a, you know, it's a fluff game. It doesn't mean anything. No, coming out uh, and, and telling the Avalanche, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to earn it. You're not just going to walk all over us. You're going to have to play and play hard. And again, they only lost 3-2, and then they only lost 6-4. They scored four goddamn goals. Seattle's not fucking around here. You can't just go. You just cannot walk over this team. You've got to earn everything you get out of this team. The problem is, is Avalanche are completely capable of earning every inch of this series, and they will. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's shitty um, for Seattle to have to run into them, but it's all experience, and it's all really good experience for them. So look out for them next year. I think they'll be a little bit tougher. Uh, Philip Grubauer, by the way, a little bit surprised. I did not see him coming out playing as well as he has been. Uh, his goals against is a little bit over three, but his saves percentage is 915 or 917. He's playing well for them. Um I don't know that they had another chance or another option. Like Martin Jones was not the right call either. So this was the right play. Um, and good for him to, you know, beat his former team, right? To to leave him unprotected and go to Seattle like that. That probably stings a little bit. But still, good for him. He played well. And Frig, like, you know, who knows? Maybe something turns around and, and <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe this is different next week. And we're talking about Seattle a little bit differently. Who knows? But I, I don't think so. Well, I, well, one thing I do want to touch on Seattle. I mean, we talked about Carter Verhage over the past couple of weeks and how, you know, 40 goal score, uh, quietest 40 goal score you've ever seen. Yeah. Well, there may be somebody that we might want to add to that because, listen, lots of stats to go over, lots of things to look at in the year. And I have to admit, one thing that I was not aware, it is, aware of is Jared McCann potting 40 goals this year. Yeah. To go along with yeah. 30 assists and 70 points. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. If you can add a guy like Jared McCann and a guy like Carter Verhage to your fantasy lineup, uh, add some secondary scoring, Jesus Christ, Oof, uh, you are get you are getting massive, massive value. These guys yeah. are nowhere near the top of the draft. 
these are guys that you'd be getting towards the back of the draft. Maybe not so much anymore with 40 goal seasons, but I just had to give a little bit of a shout out to Jared McCann. Absolutely. Wicked, yeah. wicked year. 40 goals, 30 assists, 70 points. Goddamn son. Have at it. And actually, can I just throw in the fact that it was a very quiet 55 goals for Miko Rantanen? I don't know that we've uh, heard as yeah. much. Like, what? How come there wasn't like 55 goals, man? Like, that's that was a career high for him. Uh, I believe in yep. points as well, too. I think he finished the season with 105 points. 55 yep. goals for the guy. And yet, all you want to talk about is probably, uh, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl hitting 50 and Ovechkin yep. hitting 42. We're just going to skip over the fact that Miko Rantanen scored 55 damn goals last year. That's the quietest 55 goals that I've ever heard of. So that's another one to the list. That'd be an interesting segment, well, I too, mean, if you just did a list like that. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, like, honestly, I've got him on the uh, CFHL fantasy team, team the Dragons. And, and listen... The big moose is the big moose for a reason, man. Like this guy, I mean, and and, and the thing that we kind of forget it, like, he's a big boy. Like this guy's is six he? foot four. He's six foot four. Oh. He's like 215, seven. I think he's right around 220. Like that's a large, large man. And I will uh, 100% agree with you, Mark. Like soft hands, eh? Like just yeah. like like beautiful. And, and and of course, on that team, your McCars, your McKinnons, uh, Landis Gog when he is around. I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, love to go around. So maybe he doesn't get as much um, uh, as much of the accolades as some of the other players. But you know what? I think he's that type of guy. And we've seen these types of stars throughout uh, the history of hockey. He's just kind of a quiet superstar, right? Like he's not. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's never up there with the McDavid's and the dry siders, like you were saying, uh, you know, Pasternak's and he just kind of quietly goes about his business. And like you said, 55 goals, just ridiculous. And, 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 and I find a lot, a lot of the 50 goal scores this year. I mean, Braden points, another one, like what happened to us paying attention to 50 goal scores for fuck's sakes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, it seems like we forgot about these guys and everybody was just keeping an eye on McDavid to see if he could score 80. Like Basically. So, you know, the, the game has is, is never been in a better place than it is right now. Um, you know, su just superstars all over, literally, yeah. literally all over the league right now. It's incredible. Defensemen right now are, are getting more love than they ever had. Uh, you yeah. Know, especially your mobile defensemen, your McCars and your Heiskanen's, that kind of thing. But man, oh man. Like it, it has just been a great, great year. And these playoffs have just been something else. And, and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to preface or I'm going to slide into our next series that we're going to talk about because God damn it. Like, you know, here we are talking about New Jersey and New York. Maybe yeah. this, maybe this series is the one that's this, the best out of the bunch because this was Jesus. yeah close second for sure. Oh my now, goodness. Now, the one thing I do want to say about this series, and we are talking about the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. The series is tied 2-2 after a great game four uh, that yeah. saw Dal Dallas take care of some business and get back into the series here. But yeah. my biggest surprise of all game ones to open up all of these series was to <laughs> see Philip Gustafson as the starting netminder for the Minnesota Wild. I was yeah. surprised and shocked but was also elated as that yeah. is exactly the right decision that you needed to, that you needed to take in game one of that series. Now, my second biggest surprise was in game two, when they trod out Mark Andre Fleury after this guy, Gustafson, that is 
gets you 50 saves in an overtime victory in game one. Uh, and, 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 hell? and Marty, I'm sorry. This is this may just be me. But Dean Evison, your goddamn explanation as for why you put Marc Andre Fleury in there is garbage. Like that's what we his reason well, was, was it? Well, well, that's kind of what we've done all year long is kind of going back and forth. Well, guess what, bud? Uh, for what? me personally, I'm of the ilk that I want my horse. My horse is playing every game of the playoffs. Unless something goes off the rails with Gustafson and the guy lets seven in in one game, then you put Flurry in in the next game. But until then, that's ironic because like, Flurry lets seven in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then Gustafson goes back in. Anyway, I mean, yeah. we've talked about Gustafson for a better part of the year now. The sample yeah. size is more than enough. Like he had a great, great year. I mean, he's having a great playoff for that matter as well. I think he, I think the yep. he's got a one point eight or one point one eight goals against average and a nine sixty one save percentage. Like this guy is rocking out there in Minnesota. He's totally your goaltender of the future. In in my eyes, like Gustafson's playing fifty games next year. Like I, I don't care what you're paying. Minimum. Mark Andre Fleury. Minimum. I don't care what you're paying Fleury. He's your backup. Fleury's not playing he's a next year now. He, he, you know, yeah. he can coddle. Uh, no, Fleury's going to retire. He's going to pull out. My lord, I guarantee you. you this is ridiculous. In that net right now, man. <sighs> like I'm sorry, Fleury, cups the whole nine yards. You're a great guy. Oh, it's went over to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Didn't you can't taint word. his his all, um his legacy good, for sure. Fleury, but but it's sorry. over. Like the lure playoffs, of Marc Andre Fleury is over. It's very Gustafson's obvious right now that so like Fleury always managed to pull it together for the playoffs and stuff. But this is and I'll tell you what you can't go back to a goalie who lets seven goals in on thirty one shots. Is that what it is? Yeah, thirty one shots. Seven seventy four save percentage. Seven goals against. He let in all seven. There wasn't all over the place. There wasn't an empty net. He let in all seven goals. Journey. You cannot Neither go back to him. There's no excuse. That. And I'm sorry, the excuse um, of this is what we've done all season. In this this is not the regular uh, so, season. There is no time to fuck around. You play the hot goddamn hand every single time. And I'm sorry, there's no hotter goalie than Philip Gustafson. Why would you bother going anywhere else? That is a huge gaffe on his part. And I swear to God, if Marc-Andre Fleury makes another appearance... As a Minnesota fan, I'd be demanding his head. That'd be the end of him. Uh, I would, I would fully agree with that. And and you know what? And I'm not gonna, you know, completely crap all over the Wild here because let's be honest. I mean, I think most of us expected a little bit more out of Jake Ottinger. He hasn't been like ridiculously yeah. horrible, but this is certainly not the Jake Ottinger we've come to know and love. No, um, in regards to performance, uh, obviously, Minnesota has a little bit to do with some, a little bit to do with that. Obviously, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, like I mean, Ottinger just hasn't looked one hundred percent right. I, I'm not talking injuries or anything, but uh, no. he, he's been just a little bit off. Um, so we'll see how it goes from here. You know, the, this is basically now a. a a three game series here. So, you know, yeah. next, next one, next one up here is going to have a, a pretty big advantage going into a game six for sure. Um, I, I know we're going back to, to Dallas at this point. So, you know, you'd have to, 
you'd have to hope the stars can can really kind of put the pedal to the metal here on home ice and and take advantage of of being at home but i'll tell you what like this has kind of been and another physical series eh marty like they've been kind of really throwing the body around there oh yeah in particular minnesota uh, I don't want to say that the stars haven't thrown the body around either, but man, oh man, like in particular, a guy like Marcus Felino, he has just been a wild man out there yep. in this series yep. so far. And and, and that, <laughs> that, that that's Minnesota hockey too. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out over the next couple of games here. Two really, really evenly matched teams. And, for, you know, for all intents and purposes, Marty, this really could go one way or the other. Oh my good! Absolutely, yeah. Like um, I can see Gustafson stealing a game or Odinger stealing a game. So it, in that regard, it can go either way. And, in, and same thing goes for their forwards. Um, you know, the, the the skaters are on the ice there. Uh, I know. Sorry, is Pavelski back? Is he? I, I know that, no, after that still hit, out. It, still out. He's still out. So yeah, he'll he'll, he'll probably yeah, be man, out the rest of the series. He was as hell, man. In that that freaking game. He got yeah. smoked and hardly made it to the bench. But uh, Tyler Sagan has decided to pretend like he's still playing good hockey in his career. <laughs> he's actually woken up a little bit, which is nice to see. So, and then the same thing goes for Minnesota. Like, there's a lot of talent on both sides that it could really go either way. It's it's probably one of those series uh, that could that could easily go to seven games. I don't. There's no clear cut winner in this. However, just because of the way he's been playing lately versus the way um, his counterpart's been playing. I have to give the edge to Minnie just because Gustafsson's been outplaying Odinger. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying for now, that's where I'm leaning because he is legitimately winning then games or are doing everything he can short of scoring the goals himself. So because of that, and Odinger isn't necessarily winning them any games, although I would... There's an argument to be made that he won them the last game. Uh, he definitely played a hell of a lot better in the last game. I think he even got, yeah, he got the first star. He had 32 saves in the last game, 941 save percentage, and they won 3-2. But again, Gustafson giving you uh, you know, a reason to be excited, a reason to believe. Um, he's doing he's doing everything. So I, I just, I feel because you can almost see the script for Gustafson, you're like, no, Minnesota's mm-hmm. going to win this. So that's kind of where I lean, and- but... I am, I, I don't know, it could go either way. And, and on top of that, I mean, you got to feel pretty good if you're a Minnesota Wild fan. I mean, sure, you're getting some pretty decent production out of Zuccarello, but you haven't gotten a goddamn thing really out of uh, uh, Kaprizov. I believe yep. he has an assist uh, so far in the series. Oh, Again, wow. I think this is another situation where the player is injured. Uh, I, 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 yeah. think he, I think he's come back from that early because it's the playoffs and all that business um yeah and i think that's playing a part in it but hey i mean you haven't you haven't really gotten anything out of your who is your star it's not even arguable like he is the guy that that stirs the drink in minnesota yeah. um and yeah and, and you've been getting away with it without anything from him so you got to feel pretty good and, and yeah. i i do fully agree with you marty i, I mean if, if I'm being truthful, I'm probably leaning a little bit stars. Uh, I went that way with my prediction, and, and I'm sticking with it. Um, but man, like, Gustafson has really uh, made a name for himself, not only this year. He's really, uh, you know, come to the forefront here uh, over the course of the playoffs as well. Hey, let's, let's see how this plays out for the young kid. 
Um, and for that matter, you know, there's another young kid on the other side of the ice there too in Ottinger. This isn't like a, a widely veteran of 30 years old here. So, yeah. you know, whoever whoever kind of grabs the bull by the horns here, uh, you know, probably takes advantage of this series. We're going to find out. It's not going to take very long, that's for sure. Well, you you had Dallas in seven, and I had uh, I had Mini in six. So, it, you mean, know, we're not we're nowhere near being playing, done with play- the series. No, no, it's playing right into what we kind of thought was going to happen with this series. I mean, yeah. they're they're so evenly matched, right? Like it, it was it was going to be kind of hard to. It was a coin flip in all reality. Whenever it comes to uh, who you yep. could predict for that series and in, and and Absolutely. how many games, so. But you know what? Let's move on to the next uh, series here. We've got the Vegas oh. Golden Knights and the Winnipeg this Jets. Is, I mean, this has got I, I this I was going to say it's gone a bit ugly for Winnipeg, order, right? It well, you think so? Yes and no, 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 that's the thing. Like I don't it's funny. I don't see this necessarily going 7 games, but I see this being mm-hmm. by the end of it like Vegas will Vegas should win. And I and I, but I see Winnipeg walking out of this with their heads held high, because I don't see Vegas. Vegas isn't walking all over Winnipeg. Winnipeg does a great job of disappearing every once in a while. Like if you watch that game on Saturday, there were moments where it was like, are, are do you not want your fans to cheer for you? Are you just tired yeah. of playing hockey? Do you want to go play yeah. golf? Like what the hell is going on? And then out of nowhere, uh, it's you know fucking lights out and they look amazing. Massive Specifically. Mass, yeah, specifically, and I, I feel I, Pierre-Luc Dubois really impressed me in that game. Um, I know he's got an attitude problem. I know he said he wants to leave Winnipeg, so I, I there's a part of me that feels bad even mentioning him. But I, I got to give credit where credit is due. He was doing literally everything for that team on that particular day. Uh, Shifley was basically nowhere to be found except for the face-offs. Um, O'Connor, was he... I don't know what the hell he's doing. Ehlers took a shitty penalty. Um, oh, yeah, and Morrissey got friggin' knocked out in the first period. That sucked big well, time. And that right there is kind of what's changing my whole mindset in regards to this series. I had the Jets in seven, um, mainly yeah. on the back of uh, Connor Hellebuck uh, and the fact that I, th- I thought he could outplay anything that Vegas could throw at him. But I got to tell you, Marty, I mean, with Morrissey going out, um, you know, he's not coming back uh, for the playoffs, let alone the series. Uh, that it, That's just too massive for me, man. Like, it's not that the Jets don't have others that can step up. It, it's, I guess for me, it's a combination of you're losing your number one stud on D. And yeah. Wow, it's not even just a stud on D. It's he was such a big part of your offense. Like Oh, exactly. Geez, exactly. Louise, like, and, like, <coughs> and and then you and then you look at the other side, right, with um with Vegas's forward core and that defensive core. Yeah, the the, the goaltending, you know, we're we're questioning that a little bit. Can that step up to the plate sure. the whole nine yards? But yeah. I mean, with Morrissey out now on, on for the Jets. Um, I don't know, man. You just—that's th- a lot to overcome in regards See, to that. Yeah, and that, I, that I'm Golden I'm, Knights team. And I'm thinking Morrissey out with the Jets and the Jets' ability. 
that's a lack of a better word, their ability to, or their, their willingness to disappear out of nowhere. Um, those two things combined is that's a big issue for, for Winnipeg. Um, now that being said, Vegas doesn't necessarily come off as a very opportunistic team right now. Um, there was, there were moments there where Vegas could have just run away with that game and they just didn't. Hellebuck didn't look great at all on Saturday. And there were times where I thought, you know, like, why isn't Vegas utilizing their speed? Why isn't Vegas trying to cut through this defense that has now been, you know, decimated with the loss of, uh, of Morrissey? Why aren't they trying to do more? And, you know, at the end of the day, they just weren't doing more. Um, they won the game. Fine. Took double overtime, though. Could have gone either way. Um, so, yeah, I feel like unless Vegas, I don't know if it's Vegas is just not taking them seriously or, or what the hell is going on. Um but Vegas is going to need to show that they want this more. Um, otherwise, Winnipeg is still very much in it. Um, and until I see that sort of that hunger from Vegas, because I'm not convinced it's there, either it's the reluctancy to be too hungry because they, they know in the back end, you know, Blasois has been as good as he can be and, you know, quick and whatever. But um, maybe they're, maybe that's why they're, they're playing a little reluctant to, to open it wide up. But I mean, come on, when you've got, you've got like, Winnipeg at times looked fucking lost. Like they really didn't know what, they couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. Every time mm -hmm. they got up to about the blue line, Winnipeg, uh, Vegas just shut them down and sent them right back, sent them packing right back down the other way. So, but instead of, you know, just sending the puck back down, like fucking like send it down with the guy or two guys and be quick about it. Like get down there in a hurry. And it just, I don't know. I didn't get that sense of urgency from Vegas. And I think I don't know where that's why that's missing from this team right now. Um, Eichel looks okay, I guess. Stone is probably in pain. Um, that's the other thing too. Like you got to feel bad. All these players playing well, with so many injuries, man. Holy jeez. What? What? While you just mentioned those two guys, I kind of wanted to touch on both of them. In in my eyes, I don't think you can ask much more from from both of those guys. Like Stone has come in after basically not playing yeah. for half a year. Uh, yeah. You know, he's got two goals, two assists in the three games. Um, you know, Eichel seems to be liking playoff hockey. He's got three goals and or uh, what three goals in three games, one assist to boot. Um, like you can't ask for much more from those guys. And even if they weren't giving you so much production, I got to admit, just the fact that you kind of got Stone back, like, a little bit inspirational, if you will. I mean, this guy had yeah. back surgery this year, yeah, like yeah. during the season, guys. And Jeez. here he is. So, listen, I don't know how much pain he's in. I don't know how many cortisone shots this guy's taking before every game. Um, but from from the Vegas side of things, I, I don't know if you could ask for too much more for from what for what's going on right now, and in particular those two players. You know, would you love to see a little bit more from like a William Carlson, maybe a Riley Smith? Uh, you know, Stevenson has played quite well. Um, and Even and Barbashev, I would want Barbashev to uh, maybe dude, do a little bit more. You know what? Like, I'm glad you. I'm glad you you hit upon him too. You know, I'm not going to sit here and spew a whole bunch of stats out at you about this guy. It's going to be more of the eye test. But what a great pickup! Like just yeah. You know, yep. you know, they're not going, Vegas wasn't going out and saying, oh, geez, we need a 50 goal scorer. Let's go and get Barbashev out of St. Louis. Just, <laughs> just, just a good pro 
a guy who yep. just knows how to play the game well, not super flashy, but Marty, as you know, when you're not flashy, you're usually doing things right. Cause you're not bringing any yeah. attention to yourself and he's just yeah. a great complimentary player. You know, th- this is the type of guy that you can throw with a, a stone throw with a, a yeah. Jack Eichel. And, and it's not to say that the guy's going to go off for 50 goals or, or a hat trick that game or four goals that game, mm-hmm. but boy, oh boy, he can acclimatize himself to these star players quite nicely. And, you know, just, it's just without sounding too generalistic, he's just a good fit. It, it was a he good is. move. Doesn't really yep. disrupt your lineup. Um, you know, this isn't he's the guy that's going to. Yeah. He's one like, of I mean, like he's got that experience. So you, you can't, you can't have enough of that Marty on, on your yeah, club. I mean, true. unless you're the Tampa Bay lightning and, and, and maybe a, a team like the Boston Bruins that can really pull from that with numerous yeah. amounts of guys. Um, yeah. you know, that becomes invaluable. I mean, he, I mean, the, the guy Barbashev, I'm talking about, this is a guy that can talk, talk about basically being at the bottom of the league in January and then say to the guys, look, it, it can be done. We, we, yeah. we climbed the mountain. We, we brought home the Stanley cup that year. So they yeah. can certainly pull from that as well. But, uh, That's true. you know, the, yes, the series isn't done. Um, you know, am, am I still kind of pushing a little bit for the jets? Absolutely. But I got to say, the Vegas golden Knights are showing why they were at the top of the standings all year long. Um, you know, kind of a little, the goaltending feels a little bit like um, a Seattle to the point where you're like, geez, how, <laughs> like, how are they getting it done? But when you yeah. have a top six defense like that, that can insulate yep. any of those goaltenders, that's, I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying Martinez. that is it. I'm just saying that it certainly goes a long way in helping things out. But I would like to see a little more, sen- a, a, a bit of a, a more sense of urgency, and I'm 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 going the opposite direction from Eichel, not Stone. Stone's playing fine. He's got four points and he's got two goals, two assists in three games. There's nothing more you can ask for him, especially again with the whole back injury thing. Um, but I'm looking specifically at Eichel. Um, you are the paid All Star, the paid, you're the chosen one on this team, mm-hmm. and. Yep. Three goals, one assist in in, uh, in three games. Nothing to sneeze at. You're doing well. I want another tier. I want another level from you right now. And I and I honestly feel like I saw that from Phil Kessel, who's playing 12 minutes a game, but looking great in all 12 minutes. Like he's he's looking. He, it's funny. That's how he does it, right? Like in the playoffs, he looks like he's fit and he's and he's actually able to play hockey. <laughs> and then you you see him in the dressing room and you wonder, are you sure? Are you not just a trainer? Like what the hell are you doing in here? But with Eichel, there's no excuse. This is your time to shine. I want you to take control. There were flashes of it on Saturday, but I want more of it. I want that to be consistent. I want. I'm not saying every shift, but I'm saying every period. Every single period, I want to. I want to know that you're on the ice. You've made a, a stamp every single period that uh, that you're playing. So all three periods, at least one stamp every period. Like you've got to be that different, that difference maker for that team. To have to say that you're going to lead on Chandler Stevenson is doing it again. He's leading this team right now in points again. Um, but to say that Chandler Stevenson is the one leading the team and not Jack Eichel, like come on, that's. There's a, I hate to say this, but in terms of a pay gap, there's a big pay gap between Chandler Stevenson and Jack Eichel. And Jack Eichel, you got to earn this shit, man. Like, I'm sorry, but that's why you have Jack Eichel is for these moments. So 
put up a little bit more because I again there were there were moments on Saturday I felt Vegas just looked like there's they have that line right they have um, Nylander, um, uh well is it Smith and uh, Marsha show Marsha show I think has only got the one point though that's them too like they need to be a little bit better but we we, we kind of not that they, we expect this from them but they they're not they're they're not every game the ones that get it done however but you can they're as good as a secondary scoring as one could hope for at least for this team it's been since their inception in uh, a few years ago so but this is a roundabout way of saying again Jack Eichel needs to be that difference maker. That's why you have him. So if you're feeling pressure, Eichel, good. Act on it. Don't pull back. Don't pull away from it. Act on that pressure. Be that guy. I, this is what you wanted. Then fucking put up or shut up, man. Well, I mean, you, you, I, I can see what you're saying. You kind of want him to carry the mail a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. again, just want to be clear. It's not that the guys played horrible. Like, he's no, played it's okay. not. No. But yep. again, like you're saying, this is your big horse. Like you traded a plethora this particular of, of, team of assets to yes. this guy. Um, yeah, you know you certainly want them. This to be... particular team, the way they're constructed, um, needs need it needs a superstar to stand out like every game in the playoffs. And it's they they don't have outside of Eichel who is their superstar, you know it could have been Logan Thompson but he's out and because of that that's a bigger hole to fill. So Eichel, you've got to take both of those things on now. In terms of defense, yeah, you can turn and you you can look at Teodal, you can look at Pierre Tangelo if you wanted to, yeah. But that's not the same thing. From your forwards, outside of Jack Eichel, that that's it. Like, I'm not saying nobody else can do it. Chandler Stevenson has absolutely proved it this year. Mark Stone, absolutely. But again, you can't lean too hard on him because of his back injury. Be happy with what you're getting, and which is more than a point of game. That's fucking phenomenal. But outside of those guys, you know, you got William Carlson, uh, Smith, and uh, Marsha Show. You know, they've done this before. They're, you know, consistently maybe a, a couple of points here and there, but they're not going to win you that game. They might win. You. Not, don't expect them to win every game for you. They might win a few for you down the road when you look back and you're looking back at, you know, 19 games and, okay, they won a few games here and there. Jack Eichel, no. You need to be more prevalent every single game. The same way as an example, Leon Dreisaitl. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but... Dreisaitl and McDavid are those players for that team in Edmonton. Um, in Cal- uh, Colorado, you got McKinnon, who is pl- proving that. You even got Vicar, who's proving that. Uh, or Rantanen, sorry. Um, what I'm getting at is that every team needs those superstars to get them to get them over that hump in the playoffs. Look at Buffalo for years in the 90s. Their superstar was Dominic Kasich. Never won a cup. Because it's not enough. You need the guy who's going to put that puck in the net, who's going to will the puck into that and 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 be that difference maker eichel for years that's that's all we ever heard of like he's got the pedigree to do this to be this kind of player this is your friggin moment man it wasn't last year this is it this is the stage that you've wanted and you've lamented for your entire career this is it what are you doing three goals in three games okay it's a good start please tell me there's another gear though because this isn't going to be enough to get you to the playoffs or to get you to the stanley cup like it really won't be, and it, it to me it'll be on him. 
It's at some point you've wanted this, you wanted the limelight, you wanted the spotlight, you wanted all the attention. Well, you've got it all, man. In the biggest show on earth on in Vegas of all fucking places. Okay, put up or shut up then, man, cuz this is going on your legacy card. <coughs> well, speaking of Sorry. another gear, speaking of another gear, I mm. think we're going to move it on to yeah. the guy with all of the gears. I'm not talking. Yes. I'm not talking. Folks, I talked too much the last episode, so I'm not talking on this one. Folks, this will be solely a mic segment <laughs> at this point. Yep. In regards to the Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings, the series is tied 2-2. Uh, we can certainly say that Philip Deneau is doing a good job <laughs> at neutralizing McJesus. Uh, now, that's, that's saying a lot as... As uh, Connor does have six points in four games, yeah. But uh, but at least he hasn't gone off for twelve in four games. So yeah. you know th- that's kind of where I'm coming at with Philip Deneau for, that's for a sure. Good point. Um, look, I mean, I think at the end of the day, what this really comes down to so far in the four games that we've seen between these two clubs, the Oilers are going to need to to really kick it up a notch at five on five. Power play is doing what the power play does, yeah. but at five on five, the Kings are having their way with them. Um. Having said all of that, big, big game out of Jack Campbell. Big, big game. Like, talk about having your best game of the year to keep this team in the series. And, I mean, I, I, I I can certainly imagine how any Oilers fan felt being down 3 nothing in that fourth game. And you know what? Just as we talked about off the top of the show in regards to the Leafs winning a game that the Leafs used to lose. I'm not saying that the Oilers <laughs> used to lose this game, but you got to give it to the <coughs> Oilers for the mental fortitude that they displayed in that game. I mean, look, you're in LA, you're down 3 nothing. Like, fuck, that's not good, bud. Like, it's just not good. You're no. sitting there saying to yourself, are, have they gotten into our heads again? Are, are they doing it again? And sure enough, the others picked themselves up off the mat with two periods, 40 minutes left to play. They went to work, man. And if you go back and listen to the broadcast, Louis DeBrusque says it on numerous occasions. The Oilers went to work and they just started chipping away. And chipping away and chipping away. All starts with a Bush bomb from Evan Bouchard on the point. Gets them going. And then you could just kind of feel it from there. I watched that whole second period. And that was domination by the Oilers. I, I mean, couldn't even watch it. I mean, I you, know, you know what? He, he's not one of my beauties uh, this week. But he certainly very well could be. But having a series Leon Dreisaitl much? Like, oh my goodness, holy fuck, bud. Like, listen, I've got it. You know what? When it comes to this guy, I've got a new appreciation for him. Yeah, I've got him on my fantasy team, so I'm keeping a little bit of a closer eye on him that way. But holy buddy, talk about a playoff performance right now, man. Like, the guy's sitting with nine points in four games, he's got five goals in four games, like, multi point, uh, uh, multi goal games. Like, he's doing it all for this club right now. 
23-26 time on ice a night. Like, he's 52.4 in the faceoffs. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know what more you could want from him. Period. Period. Like, in he, his he's career, got, he's got 68 points in 41 uh, playoff ju- games. It is just like, ridiculous. He's a performer, man. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, and, and the thing I like about, the thing I like about him the most, I think, is the way he handles the press. Like, he just doesn't take any of the bullshit that they, he just doesn't do, he doesn't play around with it. He doesn't goof off with it. Like, if it's a dumb question, he's going to tell you, that's dumb. That's just dumb. <laughs> like, and he's done it to that 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 Edmonton uh, 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 fan base before, or reporters before, sorry. But, yeah. man, I, I, I got to say, just, uh, just as I mentioned with the Leafs, you know, they came up big. So did the Oilers. They came up big in that game. Huge game for Jack Campbell. Uh, I personally would not go back to Campbell. I would go with Skinner again. That's yes. my personal opinion. I I think that Skinner needs to steal a game for you. I mean, in in my viewpoint, you know, Campbell did that for you here in game four. But I still think Skinner needs to take one. He's got to have yeah. one. Um, there one, is. I will suggest that there's a bit of a shorter leash now, though, because Campbell oh, played so well. Oh, absolutely. The the mm-hmm. leash is definitely shorter now for sure. And you know what? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong not with that. at all. You know what? Keep keep him on a short leash. I, yeah. I, he's pro- I, I would imagine that he's going to come out and have a hell of a game. I, 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 oh, I, yes. I, I foresee I, I'm not predicting a win or a lot. I'm not predicting any of that. But I'm solely predicting the fact that I think Skinner's going to have a, a good game here the next go around and he's going to have to because you know what like Corpus Allo is doing what he needs to do over there for the Kings too yeah I mean 2.53 goals against average 931 save percentage like dude that's been another you know what we talked about Barbashev in, in, in with the last series what a pickup by the Kings man like I understand big you had time. to you like big quick time. moved on and you had to make that big decision but Jesus Christ that's turned out yeah. to be one hell of a nice little move uh, uh, for the Kings, along with Gavin Koff right. on defense. Oh, he did. He did. I mean, yeah. he, he had to make the hard decision, and I respect him for it. I'm glad he made it. Yep. Um, he's made his club better. So, you know what? Good on, good on him. Good on the Oilers for getting back in this series. And yeah. you know what? And you know what? L- let's... I expect a big, I expect a big game out of Skinner next game, and I also expect a really big game out of Connor McDavid. I mean, you know, th- this is a guy who's wanted, who's wanted this Edmonton team to look the way it looks right now, right? Like decent yeah. defense, uh, goaltending can, can can get the job done, and the offense is just nuts. So yeah. you got everything that you need. Let's see you, and again, not shitting on McDavid, six points, four games. That'd be great for anybody, but we're talking about Connor McDavid here. Usually you'd see yeah. about 12 points in four games, right? So, And he got two goals in one game. So his yeah. two goals have only been spread out out of four games. He's only gotten, he's only scored in that one game. No, he's due. that's not he, okay. As funny as it may sound saying that yeah. McDavid is due, he is due. So I foresee <laughs> a pretty is. big game. I foresee Same a thing with Nuge. And, and, and if I'm being honest, Marty... If the Oilers go up three to two, I'm again series isn't over. You got you got four wins to, to to win the series. Blah 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 blah. But I think that because especially with the way Game Four went, if the Oilers can find a way to win this Game Five, I think that continues to build that momentum for them. So yeah, 
we'll see how this next game plays out for them, but um, not too bad so far. Some encouraging signs uh, last game in regards to your goaltending and also the comeback itself. But uh, at five on five, I, I definitely want to see a little bit more out of the Oilers moving forward in this series. I've said too much already. And that's that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And we are going to take a break because if we don't, our sponsors are going to be oh, pissed. They're going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be none. upset. So let's take a few moment, a few moments to get a word in from our sponsor, Draft Kings. The NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. And we are back with... Yes, we are. Checking my fanny. Look at now, my fanny. not too much to talk about, you know, overall when it comes to the CFHL. Our season has finished. There will, maybe next show. Maybe next show there will be, though. Oh, there will be a little something to talk about next show for sure. And by the yep. way, may I add, love the fact that you're repping our yep. CFHL champions. Absolutely. And, and former. Did it on purpose. And former junior hockey team in the Cornwall Royals. Loving Absolutely. it, son. Loving it. Looks yep. great on That's you. That's for you, Scott. I, thank you for mentioning. I totally forgot to even say it at the top of the show. I wanted to mention at the top of the show. I'm wearing this for Scott. Congratulations, Scott. Scott and I used to be owners of the same team, uh, and this was the second year yep. where he was He's on taken his over own. his own club. Yep. He was on his own. Not me. He was on his own. <laughs> and yet, still, he won, and I haven't, right? So, anyways... Scott, this is out of respect for you, my boy. boy. Good job. Keep it up. I consider now, this a, a half, a partial brigands victory. Okay. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, hey, you know, you can always you can always basically say that we're saving the best for last with the brigands. You know what I mean? There so you go. Who, who knows? There you who go. knows? But <laughs> although there's not much to talk about in regards to the actual uh, league play or anything like that right now, there is some exciting times coming up for yourself marty along with the the uh, cougars that's ryan uh the demons that's tom's team yeah. and also the pawn hogs that's jason's team those four teams are going to be going into basically a random draw and we'll see where they end up in regards to what divisions they are playing in they could end up staying yep. in their own divisions they could end up moving nothing could happen just as much as you got two teams moving from both sides um now having said that we will also be holding our draft lottery. Uh, although the actual lottery is May 8th for the NHL, we're going to go ahead and do that during our hockey summit, which is this Saturday, April 29th, uh, in yeah. the lovely city of Cornwall. Um, yeah. We are going to figure out if the Pawn Hogs and Jason yeah. will get the first overall pick for Bedard and oh, steal it man. away. How do you from know they're picking Bedard? Well, I'm I'm going out on a limb, and we're gonna see we're yeah. gonna see if the pawn hogs pawn hogs can snag uh, Bedard away from the uh, for away from the demons. Tom and yeah. the demons have the best chances with I believe sixty percent. 
And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, uh, Jason follows that up with his yeah. pawn hogs at 40. So yeah. it will be interesting to kind of see. Uh, it's a little bit different for, for the rest of us to kind of watch the draft lottery this year as only two teams will be involved in those first four picks as Jason owns three of the four uh, bottom yeah. picks this year. Uh, so a couple of things happening this weekend that we'll be able to report on next on next week's show. Uh, so stay tuned. We have some big news coming for the CFHL. Means shit to me though, but good. Well, stay tuned. Hey, stay tuned. <laughs> and now moving right along. Yeah, in Beauties of the Beast. Now this this is going to be. I'm I kind of going to be doing this slightly differently in the sense that like. I'm not going into numbers per se. I'm, this is more of a gut feeling for okay. what, for why I went for my beauties and the beasts. Although and what the beasts, sorry, that's different for the beasts. And and what exactly is your gut telling you, Marty? My gut is telling me for my first one, Gustafson, which we oh. talked at length for him, his consistency and top tier play. I will throw out a couple of numbers: one seventy two goals against, um, nine forty one save percentage. Wow, means that Mini stands a chance every single game. If they can just get like we, uh, you had mentioned as well, if they can just get Kaprasov to wake up and do something, and <laughs> even you know do a little bit more from Matt Boldy or do a little bit more Nick Felino or or not Nick Felino, but uh, yeah, Nick Felino, uh, just do a little bit more as a group, help this guy out because he's standing on his head, he's doing everything for you, um, and at this point, if there's there's like. If, if Mark Andre Fleury hasn't stepped into the coach's dressing room and said, "Listen, if don't start me anymore," <laughs> like <laughs> he needs to do that. Like Fleury needs to be that kind of leader and say, "Gus, you and I, we're we're just going to talk it out. I'm going to make sure that this is successful for you. That you're going to do everything you can and tell the coach, Coach, I'm done. I'm retiring after this year. Say, Fini, I've had fun. I've got a great legacy, and I'm just going to leave it at that." I, this is my last game is a game I led in seven goals. That's shitty, but there's nothing I can do about that. We are not going back to, to me. It's Gustafson or bus and that's it. And that's the right thing to do Yeah. because my God, Agreed. is he ever good? And just going to throw this in there a little bit. Pierre Dorio fucking eat your heart out. That was a dumb move. That was an absolutely dumb move. You had the goalie of the future for your team, but I guess it had to be done for whatever reason you felt it had to be done. Well, big fucking mistake. Bad, Anyways, bad move. Good for Gustafson. Next up, uh, Chris Kreider. To win, a team must score goals. That's that's just that's what it is. You can't just have a zero up there and your goalies, you know, making sure all the pucks stay out. At some point, someone's got to score a goal. So that's all it is. This is what Kreider does. He scores goals. Back to back, two goal games, and then a one goal game good for and just in a game where there was only one goal scored nobody else did anything it's Kreider or nothing as far as i'm concerned in terms of new york um and that's that's just, literally it's all he ever does in his entire career this is the guy that you bank on every single game and for the last couple of years correct me if i'm wrong here but Kreider has been one of the better playoff goal scorers that we've seen definitely on that new york rangers team Yep. So Kreider, good for you. Um, and I would say, honestly, if you've got him on your team, 
just continue to to know that he will do exactly what he's continuing to do, which is just score goals. And with all this plethora of like Patrick Kane loves passing the puck. Um, Tarasenko may have to learn how to pass the puck. Uh, Zibanejad, Panarin, these guys, they all love doing that. So in my opinion, it's Tarasenko and Kreider who are going to put the puck in the back of that for you. But uh, Tarasenko is not really doing that right now. I think he's got one point, which is which is a goal. Uh, but it's all about Kreider right now. So. Good for him. Good for New York. I do really like him, so keep keep riding him out. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. So leadership starts with character, and O'Reilly is proving he's got a ton of it. Scoring goals, blocking shots, getting dirty, doing whatever it takes to win. If the Leafs move on from round one, <laughs> it'll be because of O'Reilly. And I'm specifically talking about Saturday. Right at the end of the period, uh, right at the I, I want to say it was at the end of the second period, I believe, he had scored his goal. And then, but there were, so Tampa had come back down and it was Victor Hedman who had a slap shot and it came up on the screen and said 90.2 miles an hour. And O'Reilly put himself right in there and he took it off the ankle. And he went down right away. But almost as quickly as he went down, he got right back up. And then he just started doing circles to just make sure that he's skating and he's shaking it off. It wasn't an attempt to see how bad the injury was. This wasn't an attempt to, no, let's get the blood flowing. I'm fine. There's not a chance in hell I'm not coming back out in the third period. And that's exactly what happened. He came back out. Everything seems fine. But I'm telling you right now, his ankle is sore. His ankle hurts. But this is what leaders do. On and off the ice, this is what you expect. And O'Reilly, as great a captain out there as anybody, without a C, as, as anybody could possibly be. So good for you, O'Reilly. I love that player. And <laughs> my beast. So uh, the Islanders, oh, yeah, this is all for you, Mike. The Islanders offense, yeah, no problem. But specifically Barzal, Horvat, Lee, and Nelson. I mean, this foursome has a grand total of six points in four games. For a team that relies literally, that just, yeah. <laughs> for a team that literally relies on those guys to be their offense, no wonder they're down three games to one. And I've said it earlier, and but I'll just reiterate it here. If they're not going to score, they're not going to win. Their secondary scoring is done. This is they've depleted themselves for this round. Should they so every, <coughs> kind of figure <coughs> every round you get so many points out of your secondary scoring? Well, consider this the the end of the line for their secondary scoring. There's nothing else they can do. The secondary scoring is in the dressing room looking at these guys going. Yo, you want to pick up the slack a little bit? This is not what we agreed to, man. <laughs> like, Palmieri's in there going, guys, this is not what I agreed to. <laughs> like, you guys <laughs> are the stars, not me. So please help us out here. So that, to me, is the, the main reason why this team is losing. And I did say it at, at the beginning of uh, the playoffs. I did say that this team only goes as far as Barzal will take them. And when I said Barzal, I meant Enco. Um, but I should have said it, I guess, for, for to, to, be, to be completely clear. But... This is what's happening. Barzal is not healthy. And because of that, the rest of them are failing. Horvat proved that. God, I love the fact that they signed him immediately <laughs> before even playing a fucking game to seven years. Or is it eight years? One or the other. It doesn't matter. It's too long. And it's too much money. Because he he needs too much around him. And there's nothing in New York. He's not a defensive-minded player or defensive-minded forward. He's a shoot 
and you know just make sure somebody gets me the puck kind of forward and it's just not happening so that's my beast and 100 percent deservedly so well you know what one thing the last thing i will say about the islanders is i i think this club starts to how can i put this start to improve um offensively the moment lamarillo is no longer the gm yeah there you go i'm Lamarello likes that certain, like, I mean, look at, he, he went back to the well and bringing Parisi in and he tried to kind of kickstart a little bit of offense that way. And it's just, it's yeah. not happening. Like, no. I, I don't think it's a horrible move going out and getting Horvat. I do think that the term and also the money might be a little bit on the high side. I'm not saying yeah. that you shouldn't have gone out to get him. I'm not saying you shouldn't no, have no. signed him. And I'm not, you I know, agree. It's all good. I just think it should have been quelled a little bit. Like, like you're saying, this was an yeah. eight-year contract. I think he's like fifty-six million over the eight years, which yes, would be seven right. or something like that. Whatever it is, <laughs> um, so that that that's a lot. And, and so I like the, I like the player. It's just I, I just think there's it's going to look bad as we move along here with oh, that yeah. contract. So uh, again, I won't say too much more from the Islanders other than that. One point that I did want to go back on in regards to our check my fanny segment. Didn't want to, oh, okay. uh, I didn't want to uh, forget about this. We actually had our first trade of the off season. Now, keeping in mind our off season, we don't have any kind of, yes, I, I can understand why you don't know about it. I believe Joel and I are the only ones that know. And the reason we couldn't put it on the website was because the website is archiving all of our, um, our stats in the whole nine yards. However, the first trade of the off season this year is between the demons and the Cougars. The demons reacquire Bush bomb, Evan Bouchard. In exchange, the Demons send a seventh round entry in 23-24 to the Cougars. And the Cougars wow. also get their own fourth round midseason pick back also in 23-24. So what? Tom goes out, reacquires Evan Bouchard. The Cougars get a couple wow. of picks in return. For said player, and uh, we'll see how wow. all this works out for both teams. Uh, I know that Ryan could use a pick here and there throughout uh, throughout the next couple of entry drafts, so I, I'm sure that uh, that fills in a little bit of a gap for him. And he also gets yeah. a mid season back too. So, and uh, as for uh, as for Tom, he's not exactly feeling 100% about uh, a guy by the name of Thomas Shabbat. So he goes out and strengthens his D a little bit. Uh, in getting Evan Bouchard, and I'm sure he's hoping that Jeez. Bouchard continues uh, his play. Playing well right now. So, oh, yeah. he's playing great right now. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. I certainly hope he keeps that going. I mean, the guy's got seven points in four games, two goals, five assists. Yeah. So outplaying play, McDavid. So yeah. uh, just by by a little bit, by a little bit. So there's your first trade of the off season, and now wow. on to my beauties in the beast, and we're going right. to start things off with Taylor Hall. Big game, big game last game, two goals, yeah. two assists. Uh, I mean, with Bergeron, Krejci out, you know, you're, you're going to want this uh, this offense from somewhere. Uh, yes, you've got Pasternak. Yes, you've got Brad Marchand. But when it comes to Hall, he's done it before, former MVP. I mean, this is a guy that's kind of had great matchups over the past couple of years here as he plays yeah. mainly on the second line down to the third line sometimes. And that's not a, any kind of a demotion, just uh, matchups and so on and so forth. 
so he's been able to kind of feast on uh, some less than stellar defensive matchups over the last couple of years and certainly, uh, you know, showed his old, uh, his MVP form uh, with that, uh, with that performance the, uh, the other night. I mean, the guy's sitting with uh, seven points in four games, four goals, three assists. Uh, the thing, and, and we talked about it, I had him as a, um, as a beauty earlier on this year, and we talked about it uh, back then as well. When you go over some of the time on ice for the top scorers in the playoffs right now, Dreisaitl over 23 minutes, Rupe Hintz over 20 uh, minutes, Mitch Marner over 23 and a half, uh, 22 and a half minutes, Taylor Hall 13 minutes and 57 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, talk about value for the amount of time that you were on the ice. He's playing almost 10 minutes less than some of these guys. 10 minutes less. And he's he's, he's being extremely productive for the Bs. I mean, we're not really surprised. The the roster construction with that that Boston team is second to none. Uh, You know, and on top of that, uh, hometown discounts throughout the lineup. So, not overly surprising. Uh, to see Taylor Hall producing in the playoffs, especially with some of the players that are around him. And again, keeping in mind that's without Krejci or Bergeron. Um, so, you know what? Tip of the cap to him. He's played extremely well so far uh, in these playoffs. And I don't see, uh, I, I don't foresee that uh, stopping anytime soon. Uh, next up, we have one Rupe Hintz out of Dallas. Uh, sitting there with eight points in four games. He scored a goal a game. He's got four assists as well. I mean, this guy's playing some pretty damn good hockey right now. Like I mentioned earlier, twenty, a little over 20 and a half minutes per game. Um, his shooting percentage is through the roof, mind you, at 44.4%. But uh, that will regress, obviously, uh, to no end. But uh, he's been a monster for that Dallas Stars team so far Uh uh, in the in these first few games of that series against Minnesota, um, you know Robertson playing okay. Would like to see a little bit more from him, but definitely a guy that's carrying the mail for the Stars is Rupe Hints in a big big way. My third um, beauty this week is Akira Schmid, goaltender for the New Jersey New Jersey Devils. And as we alluded ah. to earlier on in the uh, in the program, wow man, like. Talk about a big game, like comes in. I don't want to say cold, like obviously he knew he was going to be the starter, but you know, Vanacek plays the first couple games. Here comes Schmid. And if I'm not mistaken, let me just take a look at some stats really quickly here. Now, keeping in mind, this is one game. However, Akira Schmid, 0.84 goals against average, save percentage of 9.72. So... Yes, it's one game, but boy, oh boy, did he come in there and give exactly the Devils what they needed. Like, this was a game that they stole from the Rangers, period. End of story. And Schmid is definitely the biggest part of that. Um, we, This is a guy that you may want to keep an eye on moving forward into next year. Uh, you know, Vanacek has definitely got the, the you know, uh, uh, the starters, the starters role, but Schmid has looked good this year. He has he has had some good performances. Um, we'll see how it all plays out for him moving forward. I do foresee them going back to Vanacek, uh, in all honesty. But like you mentioned with uh, with Lindy Ruff, he's not afraid. 
He, th- this is a guy that will stick his neck out there and it would not be surprising whatsoever. I, I expect to see Vanacek, but I would not be surprised to see Schmid in the next game either. I mean, sometimes you gotta, you gotta play that hot hand and maybe he's gotten into the heads of the Rangers just, to, just enough. That just they're holding, enough. Yeah. That they're holding the sticks just a little bit tighter. So we'll see how that all plays out for them uh, going forward. But Akira Schmid, my third uh, beauty this week. Moving on to my beast, Mark Scheifele. Mark, you got to do something, bro. You got to do something here, man. Like, this is a guy that they lean on heavily out there. Between him, Dubois, Wheeler, Ehlers, Connor. I mean, he's he's part of that core. And unfortunately... He had he has just not gotten it done so far uh, in this playoff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's only has one point, and I believe it is an assist. I don't think he scored yet. Uh, either way, if Winnipeg is going to give Vegas a bit of a run here, they're gonna he's gonna need to be involved. This is a guy that is a massive part of your offense, if not one of the focal points between him, Dubois, and let's say Connor. Ehlers maybe to uh, a smaller degree uh, because of the injury this year. You just need you need your number one center to get it done for you. And he, he, ha- he hasn't done it yet. Flat out, they're going to need him to kind of kick it up a notch here. And they're going to need him to do it pretty quickly as well because starting to run out of a little bit of time. My beast this week, Mark Scheifele, man. Deservingly so. Like I mentioned it before too, like he's doing okay. He's doing good on face-offs, but you're not as great as you might be and as important as face-offs are, especially when they're in the, you know, the opponent's zone and everything, um, you're required to do more. You're on the top line, not because you can win face-offs. You're on the top line because you score goals or make the play. So make the play. <laughs> like do it. You need to, man, because he's not alone, though. A lot of those Winnipeg players have just disappeared from time to time in this series, and that needs to stop. But um, Be better. Yeah. Be better, Shifley. Be better. And be better, Winnipeg. Come on. Jesus. Yeah. And that's that, bud. There it is. So what's that? 25. Episode 25 in the books. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at tugalag.com or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening and until next time.